Hey, you guys, what's going on? Welcome to episode 476 now of the Ron and Don Show, and we are live from the Les Schwab studio. What is up, Ron and Don Nation? Hey, coming up on the Ron and Don Show, my son and I just had a uh, chance to go look at what Jeff Bezos has been doing at Blue Origin. Can't wait to tell you about that. Yeah, it's pretty amazing, you guys. Uh, You always hear, well, it doesn't take a rocket scientist. Well, sometimes to build a rocket, we found out it does take a rocket scientist, and we went and met one, and we got a tour of Blue Origin, uh, and I can't wait to share it with you, Ron. I think you'd love it. Also, what is going on? Are we actually in a recession right now, or is it just a bunch of hype? And how long does a recession last anyway, and can you build wealth during a recession? Let's talk about that. Before we talk about that, though, let's talk about this. And it's connected to the recession, uh, especially if you live here in the Seattle area. You're hearing about there's a lot of folks now being fired from their tech jobs, right? And we see the tech sector that has been struggling a little bit when you look at the stock market. So when you look at a lot of these tech jobs, Ron, what do you see in the tech market? Because you follow the stock market a lot closer than I do. And is it having a ripple effect as we look at the NASDAQ, the, the Dow, and also uh, a lot of guys out there and a lot of gals out there that are just, they're, they're day traders and they're trying to make money right now on the volatility of it all, right? Yeah, um, well, I mean, there's a lot in that setup that you just had, but I think just in terms of, of Seattle proper, yes, you had firms like Amazon, like some of the, the big ones, Amazon, Meta, uh, which is Facebook, of course, has a big presence here, Microsoft. They, for... Amazon and Meta specifically, going into the pandemic, they saw a lot of growth because people were at home and doing everything online. And so if Amazon, for instance, there it had it was growing like crazy. If you look at their numbers in the pandemic, when the pandemic first hit, uh, everything dropped. The whole market dropped. Everyone sort of freaked out uh, when things went on lockdown. And then Amazon just took off like a hockey stick uh, in that direction. So they were sort of gearing up and trying to forecast what is going to happen. Uh, are we going to continue to see this growth? And they're like, yeah, we're going to need to get a lot of staff. We need to keep building because we want to anticipate growth. And a lot of these jobs that we're thinking about here in Seattle, we think about the management programmer sort of white collar jobs. A lot of the growth for Amazon was like delivery drivers and warehouse workers, uh, people that were actually fulfilling your orders. So as the orders continue to pile up, you needed someone to pick that off the shelf, put it in a box, get it on a truck, deliver it to your mailbox. So they have had to lay people off now that things have slowed down. Um, and the interesting thing that they didn't anticipate, I'm talking about Amazon specifically, is the the appetite for people to get back to doing analog things. Uh, and I don't know if you've been to a ball game, Don, or a hockey match or a concert or whatever, They're, even in a restaurant. There is a appetite right now to not be at your house 
and to not be in front of a computer. There is a huge appetite to go to a show. Uh, I've been to more concerts in the last, you know, six months than probably the last six years, just because I'm feeling this. Like I want to go out and do, do something. I, I don't want, like I've done the thing where I'm sitting in front of my computer. So Amazon sort of didn't anticipate how much of a, of a turn that would be. So they're laying them off meta. That's an interesting story. If I can digress for a minute. Mark Zuckerberg went all in on the metaverse, meaning that he saw a future where we, this, that they, they thought that this holiday season, Black Friday going into Christmas uh, and all the other uh, holidays, that there was going to be this huge rush for everyone to buy these goggles that we would wear and we would jump into the metaverse. And he appears to be a hundred percent wrong. There is not this pent up <laughs> desire. People don't not want even 99%. no people. <laughs> people do not want to uh, buy these goggles. They don't want to join the metaverse. Oh. They're not interested in virtual reality. They're interested in reality. Reality. Mm. Uh, people don't want to virtually go to a Mariner game. They wanted to go to a Mariner game. They didn't virtually want to go to a concert. They want to go to a concert. Great point. And so really, really uh, they don't want to virtually go to a fancy restaurant or a travel destination. They want to go to a travel destination. So um, the, the people inside not named Mark Zuckerberg that are in Meta are like, dude, you can't even get the employees of Meta to be into the Metaverse, <laughs> let alone... You know, the general population. I got a friend that works for the metaverse and, and does, doesn't does enjoy the metaverse and hopes to get laid off so they can go collect unemployment. Yeah, so, <laughs> so those layoffs in tech are a little bit unfortunate in that they're, they're trying to force a trend yeah. and the trend is not happening. So, um, but when you look at it from, a, if you zoom out a little bit, it's not like Amazon went from their employment levels dropping back to like 2012 levels. It dropped back to kind of pre-pandemic levels. It's a lot of people. And if you got laid off, uh, it's very important to you. Uh, and I understand uh, the Don and I have been through a layoff before. It's not easy, but it, in terms of the overall economics of it, it's not like Amazon uh, is in a free fall, a uh, free fall. Um, all the stocks across the whole market are down this year, probably 25, 30%. Vir virtually, if you're in the tech sector, uh, it's it's pretty yeah. uniform. Let, let me tell you what's really going on right now. This is just a game of musical chairs. Companies love recessions. And let me tell you why. A number of years ago, I was working at a radio station. I won't say which one. And we, the, the, we were not allowed to hire our own producer. The program director came in and said, you know what? And, and I'm going to change you guys. And I'm going to get you to really talk about hard news. And so I'm going to bring in a hard news producer. And not only did this hard news producer not know about the hard news, uh, they didn't know anything. And also, they were pretty damn lazy. And he ends up hiring them. And then we're like going in there into the office and we're going, hey, hey, we, we, we are back to producing our own show. I'm writing it. Ron's pulling all the sound. Our producer is worthless. It, it, it is time for our producer to go and to be fired. And he just looked at us and said, I can't do that. And I go, well, why can't you do that? He goes, you know what? It's a female producer. We just hired them. And I'm like, yeah, but typically you have, you know, 60, 120, whatever that is, kind of a, a period to kind of date and see if we can. He said, well, no, you know what? We kind of got married 
immediately. And it's going to take a long time. This is going to be an HR nightmare. And so you're just going to have to work with this producer for a year. I'll find a way, a place for them to go in the building. But it was pretty apparent we didn't want to, and it was nothing personal about it because this person personally was a great, they weren't great. They were fine. They were, they were, they were. Yeah, don't oversell that. Yeah. Yeah. They were, they were, it was fine. I'm not, yeah. Uh, I don't, you're, yeah, you're I mean, right. decent human just wasn't a good fit. Yeah. So, 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 so anyway, then what happened is we hit a recession. And you know what our radio company did? Not only did they fire this person, but they fired a bunch of other people. And when I look back at the people that they fired, these are people that they wanted to fire in our building for quite some time. But it is a pain in the heart to build an HR folder. And then you're afraid this person's going to turn around and sue you, right? And a lot of times now they do. Yeah, you fire somebody and they will go right to HR and they start demanding compensation for that. That is exactly what is happening, especially in tech right now. There are a bunch of they overhired in tech. There's a bunch of people that they hired, and now they get to fire them. So they love going. And and I know this about Amazon, for instance, because I know a person that is involved when new Amazon employees come to the Seattle area. It is their job to make sure that they have office space and a computer. There are still lots and lots of people coming to work here for Amazon. They're just working in other departments. My next door neighbor just moved in. He's, he's an Amazon guy. And he came here. He came here to work for Amazon. So people are still being hired, but boy, do they like to fire. You look at what Elon Musk just did and people think he's destroying Twitter. No, he's not. He just did something where he's not going to have an HR nightmare. And he said, hey, if you don't want to work long hours, if you don't want to come to work, if you want to sit at home, if you don't want to be fired, get out. And here's some money and get out. And they say 75% of the folks got out. You know what? That was 75% of folks that didn't sue him. That was 75% of people he just got to get rid of. And it's not that he's not going to go out and hire other people to work at Twitter. It's just, wow, this recession just gave me a great excuse to get rid of people that I never wanted anyway. This quote-unquote recession that's being talked about in the news, yeah, we are feeling it. You go to the grocery store. I was there yesterday, and I was like, wow, $10 for eggs? LaCroix, that used to be for a 12-pack that I buy all the time. You can buy for $2.99, is $10. The inflation that is here, that, that's here right now is real. Do you know how long recession, especially in the housing market, typically lasts? Typical, because we all think about 2008, right, where it lasted for years. Typical recessions, housing markets go in first, which we're in, and they come out eight months later. So you have kind of this eight-month window to go, you know what? I'm going to go buy something. As we talked about before, I'm going to date that rate. I'm going to marry that property. Now is the time where people decide. The volatility on not only the stock market, not only on Wall Street, but the volatility, some of that we see on Main Street, and that's when people that know how to build wealth, that's when they move toward that. They move toward that. And that's when they begin to take risks that they would never take in a different type of market. A lot of times when, when we were all competing for all these homes, a lot of investors, they just sat on their hands, didn't buy anything. I know that I did, or I built something or developed other properties that I had. Now, is the time that you hunt. Now's the time that Ron and I are in the market hunting, looking for real estate. So 
You turn on CNN and you're going to hear about recession, 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 recession. And the inflation and the pain that we're all feeling is real. But this is not 2008, you guys. It's just not. We will see you on this side of this. When the Martin family wanted to buy a house in Seattle for their son, Connor, after he got out of college, they turned to Ron and Don. Sent a message in their little portal. Got a message back within about five minutes from Don. And he set up a phone conference for about a half hour later. About two days later, we were out touring houses with him. Before they started working with Ron and Don, the Martins kept getting outbid. They just didn't realize how competitive the market is, but the guys worked tirelessly to find them the right house and then came up with a winning strategy to get it. They said, if we go in at this amount, we think we can we think we think can jump ahead and have people close before uh, they intended to. And sure enough, it worked out. I don't think we'd have this house if, if it hadn't been for Ron and Don. And now their son has the perfect place for him and his two dogs. And the Martins say they couldn't have been more impressed with Ron and Don. I think both of them said at some point when we were apologizing at how many houses we looked at, said, we love looking at houses. They didn't hesitate to jump in and make this the house for us. It, they seemed very enthused for uh, you know a deal to get done and for us to be successful. And that felt really good. They were passionate and they, they were just honest and straightforward and uh, no, everything's great. Uh, yeah, I definitely recommend it. And if you're ready to buy like the Martins or sell, your journey starts with a Ron and Don sit down at ronanddon.com. hit subscribe on your podcast player. We'd also love if you gave us a review. Now let's get back to building Ted. I mean Laverne and Shirley. No, seriously, it's R&D and with me, that's three. All right, you guys, welcome back uh, to the Ron and Don Show. I just had an opportunity to go, uh, a friend of mine who's a rocket scientist, I got to go and see what they do at Blue Origin. In fact, they invited my son and I to come. I couldn't take a lot of pictures. In fact, a lot of the stuff that I was looking at, I don't know what it was, but I think it was really cool. And I know it was rocket stuff. I know a lot of it uh, were probably secrets. Is it over in Redmond, Blue Origin? Yeah, over there. And I don't know what the secrets are. Uh, Where we were is actually where they they build the rockets uh, is down in Tukwila. But I, I have to tell you, just walking in this business, just walking in the building, trying to get in there. In radio, we're not a lot of times on the cutting edge of tech. We're just not. To, to walk into a building, and I haven't been into a really nice tech building in quite some time, it, it is like George Jetson. It, 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 the technology blew me away. The thing that I really love when you walk into Blue Origin is you see one of the rovers there that we expect to see on the moon one day. And also we see a rover that we expect to see on Mars. This thing is ginormous. Uh, And then also you can pair and contrast like the Artemis rocket that just took off. That's on a mission. Uh, And you compare it compared to some of the other rockets that they built. You also find out that Jeff Bezos girlfriend, probably soon to be a wife, I think, right? She's getting ready to be an astronaut and go up in space. She's a helicopter pilot. I don't know if that's going to help her. And she's going to take the first all-female crew into space. And people are beginning to wonder, hey, with some of the layoffs we're seeing at Amazon, will that trickle down into this particular business? Because Jeff Bezos, just he's burning cash, right? He's burning cash as he's building this rockets and trying to figure it out. Elon Musk is doing the same thing. They are burning a lot of their own cash and doing this. And they hope someday that'll make money. And think about what Jeff Bezos did. When he invented Amazon and it was just books, they lost money for over a decade, right? They lost money for over a decade. And we see that in the rocket business right now, but they're not always going to lose money. And at some point, this is going to become very mainstream. I have to say, 
The coolest thing is in the middle of this building, they have a rocket. And you can go sit in this rocket that they built, and inside the rocket is a bar. My son and I, yeah, we're both a little too young to drink, but we went in, we sat down at this bar inside this rocket, and it's lined up all around the rocket with different types of booze. And I guess the deal is when you're working at Blue Origin, you know, sometimes uh, you may have worked in a building, especially in tech, where you get free yogurt. Uh, or you get a free pop or you get free lunch or whatever that is. It's a really common thing to do in tech there. They just kind of have, you can go sit in the rocket. You can pour yourself a drink day and night. And, and, and the deal is once that bottle gets to the bottom and you take the last sip, not only do you have to replace the bottle, but you have to replace it with something that's a lot more expensive. I saw some scotches in there. that would be five and $600 and you see them all sip down to there. There's one little sip. <laughs> no, nobody left. wants to do the last one. <laughs> That's great. That was my son's favorite thing of the whole trip over to Blue Origin. It blew him away at how selfish people could be to drink a whole bottle of scotch. Not that he's a heavy drinker at 12, but to, but but he really is into justice. And he thought it was really wrong, Daddy, that someone could go in there, drink that whole bottle, leave a little bit in the bottom so that they didn't have to go out and buy a new bottle. So. I, I had that same uh, thing when I did the tour of Fred Hutch. Is that right? I was going, oh, it's not, it's not curing cancer. And then you'd see someone was like, you're the guy you're actually curing cancer. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, and you're the woman that like is curing cancer. Yeah. So the same thing with, cause the, the cliches of the rocket scientist and, and brain surgeon and curing cancer. Uh, it's, it's fun. That's, that's a, a real privilege that you and I have had to, it tour, was, and I got some of those. I got, I got to say, I don't, I didn't, I didn't think we could ever get to Mars. After, after, after walking through blue, blue origin, we are going to Mars and we are going to Mars sooner rather than later. Some of that technology is just that that I could understand <laughs> was mind blowing. All right, one more segment on the side of this. Hey, it's Ron here. I'm with Mitch Weeks. Uh, you hear him on the podcast, Mitch.loans. Mitch, interest rates seem high right now. Is the housing market imploding? No, it isn't, especially in big markets like King County, Seattle, where we live. There's still a lot of people making a lot of money who want to buy. There are some buyers who are a little skittish, who are waiting for things to drop. But as soon as they see a little drop, they're going to pounce. So the most I can see in the short term is a tiny little drop. It's still a great time to buy. And with rates expected to drop in the next two years, then you can refi out and just be in the house that you purchased for a bit of a steal right now without the competition. Is there a way for me to get a better interest rate than what I see when I look it up online? There are. There are a lot of solutions. We're talking about adjustable rate mortgages. We're talking about interest rate buy-downs and a lot of really creative things that uh, we lenders like to do in markets like this to so save money. It sounds like if I'm a buyer, I should not be in freak-out mode. You should not. No, you should keep looking and you should be grateful that you have an opportunity finally in this market to be a little patient and have a little power. All right. Reach out to Mitch, Mitch.loans. Set up a meeting, Mitch.loans. Let's get you in the buying pool right now. All right, you guys, welcome back to the, to the Ron and Don show. I just want to squeeze this in here. Uh, are you a Christmas movie person? We're talking episode 474 about some movies that we've recently seen. Uh and I suggested the Avengers Christmas is really good and also spirited with uh, Will Ferrell. In fact, I was just on the phone with my sister 
saying you got to watch her and Ryan Reynolds. It's it, it and and I know some people have a hard time swallowing a uh, a musical. This this will be the Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer down. And 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 this is what Will Ferrell's doing here. And in fact, I'll just say in the movie, there's a tip of the hat to Elf because they wanted him to make Elf two. And, and he never knew that Elf 1 would become what it became. And so when they approached him for Elf 2, he's like, dude, no one wants to see some dude just running around in an Elf costume. And then there's something that happens in this movie that's a tip of the hat to that. Uh, he got offered a lot more money to be in Elf 2 than he did in this movie. But but this is maybe his version of Elf 2. Elf 2. So... I, I don't go out of my way for holiday movies, but if I happen upon them, I will do it. Like I, you, you could not pay me to watch, uh, the, what I was going to say, this American life. Great, it's, a, it's a wonderful, wonderful life. life. No interest. Don't want to watch it. Not my, You've not seen my it, jam. Though. I've seen it, but it's not like I, it's a repeat viewing for me. I'm so, not. So a, let's talk about that. I'm going to talk about three Christmas movies. I'll give you some backstory and maybe it'll make the movie more interesting to you. And you bring up, it's a wonderful life. It's a Wonderful Life starring Jimmy Stewart. And did you know that Jimmy Stewart was in the military, uh, that he's in World War II, and also that he went on over 20 bombing runs? Typically in World War II, if you went on to 8 to 10 bombing runs, you didn't get to the 11th or 12th. And not only that, he was like George uh, uh, Bush, not George W., but his dad, and that he was a real military hero and, 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 and the thing that happened to him when he was in World War II, it wasn't an Elvis thing where I'm going to go and I'm just going to entertain people. It was a, you know, you look at the Royals, you look at Harry. He got, he got on a machine gun. His brother got in a helicopter. They went over to Iraq and Iran. I mean, they, they, Iraq and Afghanistan, they really fought, right? They're really a part of that. They didn't know these fake medals like their dad, Charlie, that walks around with those. It drives me nuts. No, Charlie, I'm not talking to you. Anyway, Jimmy Stewart comes back. And, and when he looked at A Wonderful Life, it wasn't dark enough. And what he really wanted to talk about was despair and suicide. And he wanted that movie all the way back then to go there. Because he saw so many of his mostly brothers die. Like, can you imagine flying along in a flying fortress and you look over and boom. That, that whole flight crew is gone, and those were your brothers you were just having breakfast with this morning. When he came back, then he started to see guys that he loved and cared about committing suicide, taking their own lives, and he wanted to send a message through this particular movie to not do it, to not jump, to hang on, to wait for that bell, that there's, a, there, there's an a, all, all that stuff that you see in that movie. That's why he was so passionate about It's a Wonderful Life. And it's really a movie about World War II vets coming home, wanting to commit suicide and jump off that bridge. And that's why the movie was so important to him. Does that make it more interesting? Yeah, the backstory does. The, the movie itself, like, again, I don't need a repeat viewing. Like, I, I saw it. I get it. Um, I understand it. It's it's not for me. Yeah. Like sometimes you need to know when something is not for you. It's a wonderful life. is is not. It's not my movie. Yeah. Anyway, that's about that's about. But I, I love the backstory, and I did not know some of that stuff. And I think, I, I it's some. I'm I'm acknowledging this is a, a deficit in me. For whatever reason, I am not a person that rewatches things over and over again. And I've thought about this a lot. I don't have a 12 year old, (laughs) but like I can listen to the same song. Yeah. Uh, hundreds of times. Like I could go through and like, there's some Stevie Ray Vaughan music or, 
Jimi Hendrix music or whatever that I, I may have listened to hundreds, if not thousands of times. Yeah. Uh, and then for a movie, I'll be like, yep, saw it. Like, don't have any desire to see it again. It's not my thing. Uh, I'm not a rewatch a movie person, and I don't know why that is. Okay. Your thoughts on Charlie Brown, George Schultz, and, and, and these specials that he created, and also... The first Chris, have you watched the, the 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 first Christmas movie, the the Charlie Brown Christmas? Because we we have, we have watched that quite a bit over here. I here. did again, uh, and this I may be a dud and a downer on this this seer, this segment. I did. I've watched all of them. Uh, every show that you're going to throw at me, I have seen. Yeah. Except for the Avengers one, um, and it's like okay, cool. You haven't watched Spirited. And I, but I will watch it. Are you going to watch Spirit? I'll watch Spirit. Call me, call, me I, I, call me when you're watching it. But I probably won't. If it's me by myself, I'm not going to rewatch it. I, I have done Elf, where it's been a thing where I had uh, other people that wanted to watch it, and I will sit down and watch it. Yeah. But I, I, if I'm by myself, like on a Saturday night, I'm not going to be like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to dial up Elf again. I, I just... For whatever reason, that's not. And then the jam. girl you, that you used to date made you dress up as an elf and all that, so it's created a lot of trauma for you. Exactly, I, I know that. Can we dress up as elves and can we watch elf? So, yeah. so uh, Charlie Brown, the Christmas special, was not supposed to be a hit. Uh, they thought it'd be on for one season and that'd be it. Coca Cola came to CBS and said, "Hey, we want to spend a lot of money around a Christmas show, and we want to spend that money in about six weeks from now." And so CBS looked at that and said, well, we don't have a Christmas show. So they got on the horn because they spoke on horns back then. And they got on the horn of Charles Schultz and they said, hey, we need a Christmas show. They just invented the Charlie Brown Christmas special on the fly. And even that music was a dude just sitting down and, and watching the cartoon that they created. And he just played a piano to it. It was supposed to be a one and done. They were going to take all the Coca-Cola money and that was it. And it's one of the biggest surprises, not only for CBS, but for Coca-Cola and the all of the Christmas community. Uh, Charlie Brown was a big surprise. So, and, and when you watch it, it, it does seem, it does, it does feel a little bit after you know that, like it was thrown together. So it, it was thrown together. I will say the caveat, like it wasn't just. And I don't know his name off the top of my head. It wasn't just some dude at a piano. Like he was a jazz genius. He was, he was, yeah. Uh, and if you think of some of those Christmas songs off of that record that he wrote, and I, I forget the, the Charlie name. Charlie Brown Christmas special composer. Uh, the dude was an incredible genius. And the songs now have become. Vince Chris Garaldi. Yeah, Vince Garaldi. Yeah. Um, you pay attention to that. I mean, I've watched some videos on him. There you uh, go. Some of those Christmas songs that are now standards yeah. that he wrote are absolute genius yeah. compositions. And then finally Rankin Bass. I really enjoy these. My I son, have watched my those multiple I, times as a kid. It's because they're short and they're quick. They're short, they're quick. I've probably watched those a dozen times just growing up. As an adult, uh, I'll watch a segment here or there, but I'm not going to go out of my way. I try to get my son to be interested in that and NORAD and Santa and all that. And it's interesting because since my son has kind of figured out some Santa stuff, is all I'm going to say, he, he has gone back to those Rankin Bass shows now and he wanted to watch one last night. So we were, we were watching Rankin Bass last night. I did not know this. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer was a female voice, a Canadian. And they lied about her and they said that she was a he and they invented a name. And it wouldn't be until later on that they would reveal that Rudolph was actually a female and a female voice from Canada. 
because they thought that people would sit down, that advertisers wouldn't buy it and children wouldn't watch it and parents wouldn't support it if Rudolph wasn't a male reindeer. Boy, how weird is this that? This goes all the way back to the, to the mid-1960s. That just shows you, especially in this country, for women ha- that haven't been voting that long, we see what's happening right now with abortion rights all over the country, but then we've seen men and women raise up as a result of this, and we know it. We know that it affected the midterm elections that we just had. That it blows my mind that they could not reveal uh, the gender. Right? Uh, I of, might watch of one of those just for the nostalgia. For what? Uh, I would watch a Rankin Bass just for like the heat miser or something. Yeah. But probably, I would probably be disappointed. Like it's almost better in the imagination of my youth than it would be to rewatch it. You know what? That's why you have to watch Spirited, because I'm just going to say this. The Heat Miser, he shows up. Oh, Spirited. man, they didn't throw it all in there. So look for the Heat all Miser. All right, I'm in. He's in there. Hey, you guys, thanks for listening uh, to this episode of the Ron and Don Show. We are back. We're sorry we haven't been around, but as we explained in episode 474, where we were at for the past couple of weeks, uh, you can go listen to 474 and find out if you want to. In the meantime... Every year during Thanksgiving, Ron and I write offers for clients because this is the best time. If somebody is selling right now because they have to, if somebody doesn't have to, they're waiting to bring that home on next year or in the spring. If that's you, your house has to be impeccable, has to be on point, and we have to do work. We have to do our work. It's not the market we were just in. The market is still very good, but your house has to be turnkey, and we have to do our work, and that's what I do. That's what our crews do, all right? So reach out to me. If you have a house that you think you want to sell coming up here in the new year, just reach out to me, don at ronanddon.com. I like to come out, visit, see your home, and let's get started today. I also love the fact that there's a lot of first-time buyers that are entering the market right now. A lot of these first-time buyers, Ron, they couldn't have bought a house a year ago, and now they can't, right? Yeah, and so you're going to pay a higher interest rate, but you're going to get the much better deal on the terms of your house right now. So email me, ron at ronanddon.com. Let's do a sit-down. Yeah, you're going to date the rate, but you're going to marry the property, right? That's how, that's how you can build wealth in a market like this. When you see a correction, look for the opportunity, okay? Anyway. Hey, you guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Ron and Don Show. We hope your holidays are off to a great start. We'll be back next week with three more episodes, all right? Because my mom is turning 80 and coming to the great specific Northwest. If you need Ron, ron at ronanddon.com. Ron Upshaw on Twitter. Facebook, and Instagram. I'm Don O'Neill, and Don, you can write me at don at ronanddon.com. I'm Don O'Neill 34 on Instagram, and I'm Don O'Neill just on Facebook, so give me a follow. And what I am on Twitter, I'm sure I'm a jerk because I have not checked that account in years and don't plan on doing that anytime soon. Isn't it interesting that Donald Trump is back on Twitter but not tweeting? That won't last for long. Head up, shoulders back. We'll see you next time for episode 474. Be here before you know it. You're listening to the Ron and Don Show. Are they on the Ron and Don Radio Network? Now keep your head up and your shoulders back. And keep blowing that trumpet. And we'll see you next time. Only. 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 On the Ron and Don Radio Network.